before I started shouting for Liverpool before Bola and I get lost in the old stuff, it's it's another Monday night in Lagos. It's, it's a rainy one, but the show must go on at the transfer business is going. Um, it's it's almost a full house. I can't see celebrating as much transfer window, so probably won't be around for a while, but we have to go on without him. I think the best place to start was where we started last week because Bolish he came as a surprise leader. After we heard your reports of 700 million, yeah, this, this, that, that, all the crazy money, and Papi and his family decided, I'm not even going to negotiate with this Halilal. We don't want any part of it. And I'm like, I, I don't know about this guy. Wait a year. Whatever Ballon d'Or, Ballon d'Or, whatever it is, you can't wait for one year. And I used to go to Saudi, and this 700 million, so it's crazy money. And I come back to Real Madrid. I don't think... So, the thing that is... Because we don't, we, we are not in those rooms with doing the negotiations. Sometimes it's hard to really understand some of the reasons why some of these people make some decisions. So personally, if you would ask me for my opinion, I don't think the problem is negotiating with Ali Lal for one year. I think the problem is having any conversation with PSG. Something as something along the line. I think before he signed that two years. Something was promised to him, right? Mm-hmm. Something was promised to him, and I feel like PSG promised that thing with the, to him with the mindset of let him just sign. Yeah, when he comes, he will not, he will not, he will not follow up or he will forget about it. And then maybe he came. He was expecting like hundred percent or maybe full enforcement of what was promised to him, and he didn't get that. So I think because he didn't get. What was promising, what was you know, what he asked to be enforced, he doesn't even want to be in communication with them because he could there are ways to go about this that involves having communication. Even even if you okay, you want to end up in Real Madrid, there are ways to have that communication to say, okay, this is how how much uh, Real Madrid want to pay, and Real Madrid will go to PSG, oh, this is what you want to pay. But saying you're not you're just informing them that you're not leaving, you know, but you're not signing an extension, meaning it's 100% that you want to leave for free. He put them in a precarious situation. And to be honest, PSG, 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 I don't really care about PSG. I don't think I can even be objective about them because I don't care. I don't want them to lose. Dele, I want them to lose Mbappé for free. So Dele, I want them to fight. So fight up to them say that Mbappé will be sitting on the bench and they'll be paying him salary. Let the eyes see my boo. I don't care. I'm actually for violence. So I'm team Mbappé on this one. I'm supporting Mbappe. But in terms of the Alilal, uh, what's it called? I think as much as, you know, everybody's trying to um, push the, we are playing for money, we are not playing for emotion, we are not playing. At the core of football, if you still go around and take a concept, a, a, a census and try to, uh, a census and try to find out, okay, what exactly is going on? I think people still understand the necessity of and the prestige of how football has been in Europe, the competition, the achievements, the glory, the name. And maybe in two, three years' time, with all these guys that have gone to Saudi, if for some reason Saudi is able to make noise about quality football, not just noise about transfer, even three years' time, people are hearing that, oh, there was one massive game between Alilal and Al Nasri, it went to overtime, uh, this guy scored a three, this one scored, like, if the quality of football because excited that people are not hearing about it more often. Maybe by then, someone like Mbappe will be interested. But I think Mbappe knows that he has not won the Ballon d'Or yet. For now, 
is uh, what's it called? He knows that he he will eventually was he will he wants to win that Ballon d'Or. And yes, seven hundred million is a lot of money. It's a it's a it's a different ball game in terms of salary. But one thing you cannot you have also you also observe with some of all these guys, not all of them, but some of them is that what they get outside the pitch in terms of endorsement, side deals, and uh, what's it called? Communication between parties. Those things actually makes you know makes them a lot of money. Messi Messi is literally Messi literally turned down one billion in in Saudi Arabia, even though he's getting you know endorsement from Apple, uh endorsement from Adidas, yeah. from like that. Those kind of things are also would also be available to Mbappe, even if he's in La Liga. So I think so, sometimes some of these people, when they do some of all these deals, if he, maybe he will get lifetime lifetime deals that will last him for years and stuff like that. So I, I think it's just he, 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 the number one thing is I think he doesn't want to negotiate with PSG under any circumstance. That's the first thing. I think so. I think that's the first. Yeah, he, he, they promised him something, he didn't get it, and I think he he has stuck his foot in the ground that because of that he's not going to have any cordial relationship with PSG. So I think that's the first thing that is driving his decision. Um, I'm of the believer in the mindset that Mbappe has all the power because. Like Bollish mentioned, talked about deals. There's some endorsement deals that PSG will have that ties to Kylian Mbappe. That's one. Secondly, if you refuse to go, like this is not American so like just change the player without their permission. If you refuse to go, I think you don't have the strength to bench Mbappe for an endorsement. You don't have the. Your 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 voice was clear before, but it went into like it went to into like a shh, then came back. I don't know if you are using okay. it. You are connecting through something. Can you guys hear me now? No. Uh, it's, it's not as clear as before, but we can hear you clearly now compared to before. Okay. So, okay, this, like is, I was this saying is better that... now. This is better. Okay. Whatever you are doing now, right now. Yeah. Okay. Like I was saying, it, it's it's obvious that Mbappe has all the power because I'm sure there are a lot of endorsements that are tied to Mbappe that PSG as a club have gotten. And this is not America, so where you can just trade a player and be like, oh, bye-bye, deal with it. Like footballers have a say whether they leave a club or not, and I do not see how PSU because they do not have good players, and the fans will not even accept such a such a decision. Whereby okay, I'm going to get three hundred million tomorrow for Dembele. We'll give them half. So, so at this point, is it a case of PSG? Because the way I see it is PSG are going to have to come into Bambi and be like, okay. On the outside room, maybe to the world, rest of the world, you might be forming hard guys and what have you. But deep down, please, we're begging you if you live on the free and you collect this because we know that there's a loyalty bonus and everything stands for the second year that, that leads to 100 million and above. Like, it, it probably has to get to the point where they beg you and be like, oh, if you live on the free, this club might get crippled. So please help me. Is he here? Oddly enough, I don't think the point by PSG. The only thing that might work against PSG fans and the ultras themselves, and even they themselves, the ultras have a history of being like, if a player is trying to show that he's, too, he's bigger than the club, they have no problem discarding it. And we've seen from the statements of Al Khalafi and even the PSG owners, like, they're willing to burn everything just to regain a modicum of pride that, oh, yes, yes, we didn't say, but clubs do, clubs can bully us financially or whatever, whatever. Like two weeks ago, we heard what Verati agent said when Verati wanted to move to Barcelona in 2017. Like basically, 
like they basically told him lies. They were disrespectful. They didn't care whatever whatever was said. Like they were, they are so like intent on that ego trip that they don't care what happens next. Like we've seen that even the squad is not properly planned, so it's not like they have a sense of oh yes, it's a long term future. Let's get this player. Let's go to do something for us. It doesn't really matter. It's all about star power to them, which is why I won't be shocked if do the most ridiculous thing by be on the bench or do move like playing matches and still keep him for the entire season because they because they, they continue to have the sense of oh yes it's us and there's also the friction between Qatar and Saudi Arabia the B in the B out stuff again that even like translated to Newcastle so it's still and it's still good to be another ego trip where like oh yes Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia has been bullying every other club and every other league in Europe they can't bully us like, I think they still have they will still have that with them. So there's a sense of let's scotch it. Let's no matter let's no matter. Let us through whatever whatever left for our reputation. Let's show Mbappe that yes, we make the, we still make the decisions here. It's going to be completely stupid, but they're going to I see I still think they will do it anyway. Um elementary speaking of Ali Lad, there were reports this evening that Victor Simon received uh, Napoli received a bid around four hundred and twenty million euros for Victor Simon. And there are reports that okay, the salary is going to be pounds per week. And somebody really converted that money to that and be like, that's one billion naira per week. <laughs> and I'm here thinking, I don't care what the serious passion is. I don't care if you're going to find it in my chances, it was a big one billion naira per week is crazy. We should not downplay whatever is happening in. In Saudi and saying money for anybody, bro. It's a huge amount uh, for Nigerians, rather. It's a huge amount of money for anybody from any nationality. It, that's crazy amount of money. Like how many players? I, I think the, I think the highest NI in the English Premier League is like, uh, I think five hundred and something per week. And you are telling me that Osimhen is going to double that in. Like, bro, it's crazy amount of money. And all of a sudden, I begin to understand some um, encrypted tweets that Osimhen was dropping when he was in Nigeria and a lot of pundits, a lot of relatives were advising him on his next move. And it was like, now waiting in my mind, I will still do. Because there has been allegations of his agent not being receptive to the offer coming from Napoli and all of that. And I'm like, uh, it might sound a little bit cynical and selfish and myopic for somebody that has never played football before, but I feel Osimhen still playing a year in Napoli would have done his reputation a whole lot of good because he he has done something at the Maradona Stadium that no okay don't let me say nobody but almost nobody has been able to do winning them the league is something that. The Napoli faithfuls or Napoli's faithfuls, they would not take for granted. And I feel like just cementing it for an extra year and also um, develop some parts of his game that would need that he would need in the higher level. Because to be sincere, I, I think the only downside to that is the fact that uh, quote and unquote, I don't think um, Osimhen is that young. I don't think Osimhen is twenty-five years old. I'm very sorry for whoever wants to push it at me, but I am in my 30s and you cannot tell me that I'm, that I'm very sorry to say. 
but I guess everybody gets by drip. So, I think that's the only downside to staying an extra year in Napoli rather than going for the big transfer. So, let's try it. I wish more. You and uh, the moderator, you people smoke the banner together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm one of you that was saying, ah, he's staying in Napoli, you know, we beat some records. Hey, no. I was one of you that was saying it before. Fire. Uh, hey, no. uh, I don't know that there is one million dollars per week, you. I'll be one million pounds, <laughs> then. I don't know that that was real. <laughs> yeah, I'll book me one, one million pounds per week, you existing. <laughs> if you see me, it's no go. Uh, no, send I killer to go opportunity for Naples. Ah, I swear, please, it was please, please. my brother. Yes, my brother will swear for him. There, there's something you just said that the, because of his age, because you are you are assuming that because I'm not assuming, but you are assuming that he's not 24. If he was truly, truly 100 percent 24, that means in pure football terms, that means you you have like say at least eight. Yes, that's up to mm-hmm. 10, eight, nine years playing top flight football. Now, eight, nine years playing top flight football, what that means is that if he goes to Saudi and he plays for two, three years, he will have any one around 50 million. How much is our budget in Nigeria? Go, go, no. That's where we best start for. And if he goes to Saudi and he balls out, the, apart from the fact that he is collecting this that one million, there's a possibility that let's say he goes to Saudi and he balls out, and they want to keep him, they want to find ways to, uh, what's the word, make him like for them for for him to appreciate the um, the league, they can maybe give him an endorsement deal or something. If, if, imagine mm-hmm. if he goes to Saudi and he wins a go scorer, the Saudi prince can call him the okay, in your generation. What 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 exactly do people need in your generation? And give Floyd Mayweather said it's the, the way they spend money. That's Floyd Mayweather is a billionaire, right? Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. said the way the Saudi princes spend money that he was in order to Roman. Mind you, this is Floyd Floyd money, money. Mayweather that is to put money. Uh, money on the table and display and show off and show. He said when he got to when he sat down with the Saudi princes that. He wanted to run mad. He said they 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 they, they will ask what's the best car available. They say ah, this is the best car available. They were, he said they, one of the prince asked that which color does he want. They say ah, there's only two colors available. He said no. He would, they should tell the factory they would do the color that Mayweather wants. And he did a like a Richard Milley watch to support the he, when Mayweather. Imagine a billionaire. Getting excited about how people are spending money, and this is not a conservative. This is not a conservative billionaire. This is a Floyd flashy, uh, pampalonu, everything flowing. Billionaire. I want to believe that. Yeah, you know, he will not make that mistake because you can say yes. If you stay one year, that these things will be available, and there may be something happens. A couple of players face a crisis in Saudi next year, and they discover that ah, well, this is not a good place, and they, and they want to leave. And this one cover by fifty-two million. Yes, or what? Even if you want to leave, I want to come back. 
She wants to come back to Europe after one year. She wants them that if a female wants to come back to Europe after one year, you will not see buyers. You will not see things. Man, you Chelsea, all these things will not come. Even if the price you will be collecting will be come down to three hundred or four hundred. He was ah. so first guy, my brother. I don't know if you listen to our podcast, but in case this podcast <laughs> it comes to your ear, or Gavi and Dosa, go and collect this money. Or if you have all of us, go and collect the money from Saudi. Ah, you America, everyone's collecting money from Saudi. Please don't do it. They are, they are doing national kick. Lord, Lord, please collect your portion. Oh, God. You know the funny part is, I understand what Bonnie she said. Even if crisis happens or crisis doesn't happen, football sports, there's no guarantee. You can get injured in the most crazy way. Like, there's nobody owes you anything. You, you never can predict what's going to happen. Please go and collect your money. Even if it's one year or two years. Some people went to China, collected the money for one year, then left. I never thought <laughs> talking about the fact that, oh, he doesn't know when I was going to but he wants to go and test it. I see. Then he went for 18 months. After the first year, he stopped going to training and everything. But he has collected the money. Then he went back to Argentina. I'm like, wow, yeah, Sherry, nice one. So, ah, so <laughs> Please, let's yeah. cash. Um, away from Victor, it seems like um, Chelsea have found a way to build and do in these transfer markets. But what really annoys, what, what seems to be dragging around is this obsession that they have with Brighton and uh, Moises Caicedo. Because what really, I, I don't get to Caicedo. In January, Arsenal made a massive bid of around 70 million on their about and Brighton said, oh, no, it's not for sale. I'm not telling them at this point, blah, 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 all these things. Yes, we also had a report of how um, Moises Caicedo was earning a ridiculously low amount of money, I think less than £5,000 per week. So then he signs a new contract and they were reports that oh, there's a verbal promise. What, what really baffles me is, you know that this big clubs want you. They are going to come back in the summer. Yes, it makes sense to sign a new contract to protect yourself because in case you get injured. But why on God say, didn't you insert the release clause and says, oh, it's so, so, and so, and so happens. I want to go for a certain amount of money. Now, Brighton are like, oh, we want better rights money for Kaiser and Chelsea are stuck with the old idea of we're not paying that. Now, the player is in limbo. Yeah, it's funny. It feels like a bit like the hurricane syndrome whereby uh, you just take stuff verbally and I think that's going to work. But I think maybe what Brighton are doing is that at some point, maybe in that general they are like, okay, sure. Um, okay, maybe a reasonable amount they've talked about verbally with Kaisedo, and they were next thing you know, they saw that Chelsea are spending on a five of finalities. They probably told, like, lie, <laughs> like, they were actually people have money to spend anyhow, no problem. Then let's basically spend it. And honestly, for someone said, like, this might even hurt like a bright in the long term, like, right in, like oh, this is like a step. If I come in here, I'll, I'll have seasons because they always get good manager. They have three good training facilities, then I can move on. But now, if you play, says, okay, there's no guarantee that I can even get a chance to a bigger club at this point. What's now the what's now like that secondary incentive that they bringing me here? I can also move to like, for instance, Ajax or Shaka the next one, like Monaco, because those ones too, they are selling club and they're going to do it for me in the long, in the long term. But it's, wow. it's going to be it's something that is like super interesting to see because. At some point, as this transfer video goes on, I have a feeling Chelsea will be desperate. And Brighton are not the kind of thing that are probably desperate because, before you know, Brighton can sign some 18 year old from Paraguay now that way, this one goes to play because you cannot threaten us with this player and they just put him. And Chelsea's squad is quite thin in midfield. So I think Brighton still hold, hold all the cards. It doesn't look so well for Kai, or so good for Kaiseru, but again, it, like in the business of football, there's this kind of ruthlessness that comes with it. As pe- people like her, 
that I've learned over the past that don't send you. Um, Polly, speaking of hurricane, at least the reports we had today were like Bayana they are determined, they are fully resolved to be like, okay, Kane is our number one target. After the, we can't deny if I got the, uh, the push money out of town. And as much as Tottenham are difficult to negotiate with, I know you have said it, I think you said it two weeks ago, like my NSI put um, Harry Kane is going to be a game changer. But for Bayern as well, if you have a player like Harry Kane up front, it, it becomes a game changer, not in Bundesliga, League, which I know that they win, even if they had a major up front. But in the Champions League, it's, it's a different ball game entirely. Uh, they are crazy. I'm sorry to say. I'm sorry to <laughs> talk. They are mad. Bayern, which you can see the expression on my face. Bayern, they are crazy. I repeat again. And they should pay money now. Yeah, he's at uh, uh, Pepe and uh, Maggie we are selling here. If they want star striker, they should pay. Which one is uh, uh, adding to two million every day? They, they know how to put money on their players. So you yeah, come and pay for star strikers, the best striker in England. Okay, not the best striker, but they say top three striker in England or top three striker in Europe. You don't want to pay. They are crazy. Me, I see. There are so many times that there are so many. There are very few times that you can support Daniel Levy. You know, initially the way he handled the old stuff in terms of okay, um, six-year contract, not willing to negotiate, and all that stuff. Obviously, you say ah, that's cut throat and whatever. But on the other side, the time Hurricane signed that six-year deal was not a novice. It was not his first contract. He was like mm-hmm. he was an established player. And that's, that's where the conversation around using your family for your contracts and whatnot, how, how much your family members know about it and stuff like that. Yeah, there have to be protections for yourself before you sign the contract. But regarding this one, knowing that this is the last chance to cash out from Hurricane, because if Hurricane leaves, there's a very, very big chance that they're going to be mediocre next season. Because they are, I'm looking at their squad. There's no one in their squad that can cover for the creativity from Hurricane and the goal scoring. Because it's not just the goal scoring. Hurricane is very creative. He helps, he comes deep, spreads the ball, he initiates attacks, stuff like that. So, if you are going to get one last payday from someone like Hurricane, so that you can go and invest in a striker, the going rate for strikers nowadays and the going rate for players, you can't tell me that the board decline rise for 105. Yes, he has more years left on his contract. And then you are telling me you can that uh, Daniel Levy cannot ask for hundred for Hurricane. I'm sorry, just it just doesn't fly with me. I, I, so if Bayern wants a star striker, they should pay. And I think the opportunity cost for someone like Daniel Levy is looking at it that okay, if Bayern do, if if Bayern doesn't pay, I'm I, I will have Hurricane to myself. You play one more season. I'll probably see if I can sneak into Champions League again. The money from all those things, you know, revenue, stadium, all those things. It pays me than, you know, uh, what's it called? Than selling him for 80 million. Because Premier League, the way you do well in Premier League matters. Much, and Premier League is the highest paying for the clubs, you know, most creative in the world. So he's looking at all those things. And obviously, he's probably thinking maybe if we have a strong streak, you know, going to the season. Maybe there's a move button to be pressed. Can never say never with all these things. So I think that's what is wrong with him. But Bayern, too, I don't, even, I don't want to hear anything about Bayern. If they want to start like that, they should pay. They should, they should not, I don't want to be... Anytime I see their news on Fabio Romano, I used to mute it. Please, I don't want to hear anything. Bring out your wallet and pay money if you want to start striker. If you cannot pay, go and look for a striker in Germany and go and rob the way I've been robbing them. 
the way you collected Lewandowski for free. Think is that one? Yeah, is. You can pay. And I think that levels increase. That levels increase the money to one thirty million because they've been robbing Ghana clubs. Imagine, imagine getting Lewandowski for free, and then after all the thing he achieved for you, he still insists on forty million. Yes, Lewandowski won the league for, so I can't complain. But still, you 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 got it for free. You used it for how many years? You made uh, uh, one Champions League, won everything, and then you still do not want him to leave. You are not going to meet him. You are going to meet him with Colo. You do not carry your check. You must be crazy. Put <laughs> your money and pay. Pay if you want. That, that's my own. On this matter, I'm yeah. levy. Hold your money yeah, and pay. Yeah. Pay for striker. My Bayern. Bayern, PSG, all those. I don't want to be hearing anything. They want to pay. Maybe <laughs> have money. Pay. <laughs> Don't worry. Very soon, very soon, very soon, we'll start buying players for one billion pounds. It's not going to come there anyway. We're speaking about money. Yeah, yeah, okay. money. I think you can come I'm... my father's wallet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, my God. Uh, anyway, speaking of payment and like Bullish actually said, if you want a striker, you pay because my United are not even getting like a star striker or a finished article as was well as 220. But there's a lot of upside for clubs like PSG and Co to be interested in you. And Atalanta, we're like, this is the price. This is the money we want. Regardless of the amount of money, whether we bought it for 17 million euros or not, doesn't matter. We want 80, 75, 80 million euros straight up for you. So if you're not, if you don't want it, you can move on. If you want it, pay the money. And reports are suggesting that okay, United and Atalanta they have an agreement in principle for us one how long to move. And the people that have said, okay, it's too young. That it shouldn't be pressure on him, and they need to, United need to take their time to bed him in. But with the way Martial gets injured every minute, like you could, somebody could literally be breathing somewhere, Martial will get injured. It's obvious that a lot, a lot is still going to fall on as my shoulders for my United next season. Is it a case of okay, the one is going to create pressure, or it just needs to look beyond it and just focus? I I think at this point, uh, uh, the market is is overinflated to a level whereby I feel like a fifty million transfer now is like a five million transfer eight ten years ago. So I I understand the need for comparison. There has been some very silly comparison. Uh, I saw Sky Sports comparing Rasmus to Erling Haaland, and I was like, oh, you guys should come on now. These guys are miles apart. Like, there is no argument that Rasmus is not on the level of Erling Haaland, even though they are uh, team on the national side. But at the same time, there's no denying the quality, the raw quality he has at that age. His uh, pace his ability to play with his back to goal. And these are some of the attributes that we need in a striker that suits the particular system that the Gaffa is trying to build. So I feel like it gets to a point where the price tag no longer becomes an issue because, like Bolish rightly said, if you want to buy a striker in this present climb, you need to bring out your check. Like, is we've gone past the era whereby... Uh, Though some clubs still have that bargain, like we still have people, we still have Ferguson joining Brighton. Um, and CCO had a very, very brilliant end of the season last year, and I think they got him for like 
was it 400,000 pounds or something like that? So you get like, there's still those outliners for clubs that knows how. But there are some clubs where if you are looking for a finished product, though I'm not saying Rasmus is a finished product, but if you're looking for um, a striker that can get instant results, I am not saying he's going to get 20 league goals, but the person United need it, a striker or need focal points that can deliver close to 20 goals a season. Because in the present situation of the league, that is what you need to be competitive. And for everybody that saw United play last season, one of the key um, missing element was the fact that a lot of those chances were not converted. There were a lot of missed chances. There was the over-reliance on Marcos Rashford. Um, there was a time when there's also the, D- the DMF issue that we're trying to solve with Amrabat and all of that. But the central forward issue is, is an issue that has to be solved irrespective of that that comes with solving that particular problem. So I know a particular section of the fan might demand more from the young guy, but it begs to say that I think in Rooney's first season in United, he had 11 or 12 goals. So I really don't, I, I really wouldn't judge him by his price tag yet. I would only judge him by his input in the team. And I feel like he's a very, very good signing for his age and, his potential. Speaking of good signings or no bad signings, um, Manish, it was a surprise to me that oh, what's his name was one of the most valuable but he kind of showed that he didn't have a lot of options. He spent majority of his time getting injured, so no big club as he was going to make that gamble. Then Barcelona brought him back and he started a 50 million euros plus. And we're hearing reports now that okay, PSU wants him, and if they activate that release close before the end of tonight, because I think the cross expired on August 30, uh, July 31st. Mbappe, I said Mbappe, then barely gets 50% of that fee. And now they are reporting again that, okay, PSG don't really want to pay the clause, they want to negotiate, Mbappe, and then barely is telling Barcelona to let him go. And all this, and Barcelona are thinking, okay, we can't really let him go, but this is, you thing just looks dicey at this point. So, what, what, so to clarify, the first option was that we're going to lose him for free last um, summer. Mm-hmm. And then if you remember that, you know, some people were booing him, some fans were, uh, you know, were talking, to, uh, some were booing him, some were praising him. And then eventually, Alemani was able to get Musa um, Soko to sign a one plus one kind of deal where the clause before you, uh, before August 1st to be 50 million, 25 million to Barcelona, 25 million to the uh, million agents. But after um, that um, first, it will move up to 100 million, which will all go to Barcelona. So now, the conversation is we're thinking they're saying there are reports that he already has verbal agreement with PSG. So I think on that side, I think it's clear that he wants to leave. So it's now conversation between Barcelona and PSG. And I think from the reports, PSG will not be able to do enough on time to um, what's it called to pay the clause. Before the first, that before tomorrow, even if they send it, it will go to spam. If they will not receive it, their fax machine will not work. I'm telling you, but if you have no, if they want it, me, I'm a ready contract, right? If we did. 
two hours more. <laughs> it will move from 50 million to 100 million. And even that 50 million is only 25 that come to me. Yeah. Well, like, all our internet will be down. I'm asking, <laughs> we call on the ISP. <laughs> we call on the ISP to shut down the internet in the office. All of us will go on vacation to Ibiza that night. <laughs> Nobody will be in front of their system. Then we call tomorrow morning. Even if you send anything, we will not see it too. Sorry. It's just dropping. It's late. <laughs> <You are> late. <laughs> so, but I feel like at this point, I can't even defend him again in terms of, oh, uh, okay, okay. He has shown over time continuously that when we need him the most, he will be injured. And, you know, in important games, he will be missing. Against Man, he was missing. Against Bayern, he was like, he will be missing important games that where you need him to come through. And even when he plays, he can give you, out of five games, he can give you maybe three very solid games. No, he can give you two very, two solid games. One magnificently great game and then two dull games. So it's inconsistency, unavailability, those kind of things. They they can be, you know, they can be annoying. So if you are going to if you can scale it up to tomorrow, get 70 million plus for him, I'll 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 even go and help him pack his bag. So that we can go and sign someone like Cancelo. Because we have we currently have a problem that I think nobody's really talking about, but it'll be a serious problem when the season starts. In the sense that we lost Jordi Alba to Inter Miami. So we don't have a backup left back except for Alonso. That's the, that's the calamity which to happen. I enjoy Alonso as a centre back. When he plays in the centre back pairing with someone, he's better than left alone at that uh, left back position. So but if you sign someone like Cancelo, you can you can double as a inverted right back, play as a left back. He solves two problems easily. But we cannot sign someone like Cancelo if the inflows of cash from selling maybe Dembele and Kessi does not come through. I'm open to uh, so that's that's what I'm looking at. Then uh, also there's conversations around. Okay, well, can you now fast forward Victor Roque's um, addition to the squad since you are losing Dembele? Okay, let him go. Rafinha already wants to start anyway, so Rafinha knows that he's the undisputed starter on that wing. You bring this this family Lopez guy. You bring it. You bring him into the squad to start. You know, coming off the bench. You already have competition between Ferran Torres and Ansufati. Okay, can you bring in Victor Roque because you are getting him goals. You're going to need people that, yes, Bigunoga will give you some goals from midfield. Pedri needs to improve goal scoring from midfield. But, so I think, in terms of squad planning, to be honest, the best thing that can happen to us is that August 1st, August 2nd, August 3rd, whatever, then better goes to PSG. Because obviously, we're cash, we're cash uh, crunch. And the value for what he brings compared to what he, you know, what, what, he, what the money will bring for us right now, it's actually better for us to sell him. So, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at people that are putting snake, putting all those things on comment. I mean, I'm even happy that it's going there. I don't know why people are complaining. <laughs> let, let, let him go. And the funny thing is, the reason I'm even happy is that his calamity club is going to be. He's not on my chamber. So, he should be going. He should be going. So, and I think PSG, they are desperate. Because they don't know what's going on. So, they are trying to do anything they can to show up their squad. There's conversations around ultras threatening Neymar. That's, that's the crazy part. You, you Messi has left. Mbappe is f- fighting with the squad. The only person that is quiet and wanted to play, Ultras are threatening him that uh, they will break his finger or something. I saw a post like that where they say Ultras in PSG said they will break his finger. So, him to deserve it because he was also being in the Starboy squad with us. 
He left. He was looking for greener pastures. Meanwhile, he was in the greenest of the luscious pasture in Barcelona. He went to go and look for pasture. He did not know that the rain in uh, France, in PSG, in Paris, is too much. He cannot allow the pasture to be as green as the sunshine that shines in Catalonia. Ignore no. Okay. So that's <laughs> my solution. I know that this is the transfer show or whatever, but it will be um, criminal of us to ignore the fact that the women's World Cup has, has been ongoing for more than a week now, thereabouts. And it's been amazing. Aside from the IPP that the Super Falcons almost gave a lot of us earlier today, like this morning, where you're, you're watching the Island national team that already been eliminated and wondering, what exactly are you people playing for? Like, what's your necessary motivation or ginger in this game? You are going to go home regardless. Why? Uh, another thing we've noticed again is that the quality of football, like we've seen some surprising results. Brazil won their first game in convincing fashion. Next year, you know, I don't think very many people would have bet against um, Brazil beating France in their second game. And Jamaica lost um, Kadija short to a red card in their first game, but found a way to defeat Panama without Kadija. So the, the whole tournament has been really good. The Netherlands played out an interesting one or draw with the United States in both teams' second game. And you're wondering, okay, this this is not the usual smooth sailing tournament. But we have we even have, we even saw um, Colombia defeat the Germans. And, and the big boys was wondering, or, or should I say, the big girls in this time was wondering, okay, jungle has matured since that change. Oh yeah, definitely. Like if you watched a lot of the game, like this is like the closing of the gap in quality between like the bigger side and the smaller side is quite obvious. Like. One of the things I've like, my, one of my favorite teams so far is the fact that even though they're out, Haiti, like England needed penalties to beat Haiti, China needed penalties to beat Haiti as well, like because they are so defensively solid and they are so energetic, and which which is probably the greatest of this World Cup. Like it's the pace of it. Like the the France Brazil game for instance on Saturday was incredible. Like a tackles were coming in like it, like it, with a ten yard gap. Like, with yeah, the, yeah. like it was it was. And then you had um, the Nigerian Island game today, which, as you said, pretty, which was pretty much a recipe for hypertension. And we were so lucky that we didn't have to like do mathematics, then that much mathematics, because Australia basically did the job for us. But it has been a, like a very, very good tournament so far. You mentioned Colombia and Germany. Like Colombia's football is incredible. Like Linda Caicedo is on on course to be one of the best players of all time, because the way she moves around and plays with the boys, it's absurd. Very and then we also thought. I, it's like and it's eighteen. She's played in three tournaments this year already. She's played in under seventeen, under twenty, and now senior World Cup. And again, this uh, earlier today we saw Japan, who is probably the best team in this World Cup so far. The way they, as they dissected Spain, like every time they, they kept running behind Spain, Spain and Spain fell in trouble. And it's like it's sadly it's, in my head. It's kind of that whole um, tournament very well. I expect I expect them to. Penalties in the next round because it's it's it's, it's absurd. But again, there's still so much more to come. Like there's the possibility of Jamaica knock, knocking out Jamaica knocking out Brazil. There's the possibility of Germany uh, Korea knocking out Germany. Like there's there are so many shocks that that, that down to happen that may be down to happen, and which shows that yes, the gap in quality is is being is is being bridged and. It's a good thing because it's not because the big things are dropping, it's because the smaller ones are improving and developing. Um, 
Ah, I'm afraid this is where we call it a night. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. I'm sure um, all we are doing live for Simon gets to listen to this podcast will probably take Bullish's advice and calculate his money because three years, someone is more than a giant budget, like you said. <laughs> money that can, if you start sharing it to 10k, go, you go reach the, the whole of Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now, one percent of that money, just one percent. Bro, anyway, thank you so much, guys, for being here. Until next week, who knows? Maybe Barcelona would have collected their money for the Billy, or maybe PSG would have hijacked him before 12 o'clock. That would definitely tell. Network no internet. Bank is not working. No paper. Printer cannot print. You explain. You explain. You explain. Tire. Yes, now PH go explain tire. Where they go? Yeah, we sent it. Now we sent it. Now did you see it? We sent it. Ah, oh my image not come. You go explain tire. We not see. Lapota, Steve, even even Batomiu, I might be, I might be sure. Lapota, Lapota, we say we 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 don't talk together for we don't show him before. Ah, <laughs> forget that. That's what I'm now. Now, my boy. What is this? All right, guys. <laughs> so, I'll listen to that day. Until next week. Cheers, guys.